everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share you stories, tips of our lives as small business owners and being married together. Yeah. So, Craig, how was your week this week? It's a, It was a nice week. You know, uh, Friday night was the first time in a while that we had some of our children's friends over, and we did like a, uh, a movie out on our lawn. Yep, we did a little drive-in. We let them each boy invite a friend over, and they all had their own blankets and spaced out and all their snacks on their blankets. It was nice. It was nice to see. Uh, I think it was, you know, with the exception of maybe a few things in our in cousins, it was nice to see our kids be able to play in the yard with some other children. Yeah, uh, with social distancing, but everybody kind of had their own space. But it was it was it was good to have. Yeah, and it was nice to see that all the boys kind of understood each other's boundaries. So yeah, that they was did, good. They did pretty good. There were a couple times we had to say, you know, be, don't get so close. No wrestling. You know, we had. We had to do that a few times. So, Craig, I've noticed that you have been watching a lot of reality TV in the last two weeks. I blame COVID. You blame COVID. <laughs> okay, I'll admit it. I have been watching uh, the last couple of weeks a decent amount of a certain reality television show. And it made me think that, so when I was pregnant with Geo, our oldest, I watched the show Super Nanny, mm-hmm. and um, I kind of watched the whole series that they had at the time, and I got some really good tips on how to deal with a baby and how to deal with a little kid and things to try that we used when he was born and right after he was born that kind of helped us through the process. And so I was wondering if with all the reality shows that you've been watching, because you've really only been watching like one show, um, are you learning anything? Well, it's, oh, so, so it's interesting. So I have been watching um, a lot of Bar Rescue. Which is what? It's a reality show where a man named John Taffer, who is a, a consultant for restaurants and bars, comes into failing bars and then gives them uh, advice on how to turn their bar around, make more money. Most of them are like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. And he comes in and, you know, and then he does a makeover of the bar to make it pretty and more inviting and change the name and all that stuff. And he comes in and he helps make the bar better. Um, but I, yeah, and I've been watching a ton of it. And it's actually, um, when you wade through, probably similar to Super Nanny, when you wade through the reality TV-ness of it, there's actually some interesting uh, information in there. Is there anything that you've seen that's been kind of similar between the episodes that you're watching? Is there a certain type of person that's working there or well, a certain dynamic or how's what are you seeing? Well, I think what's really interesting is the fact that the vast majority of the episodes that he's done of this show are either husband and wife, similar to what we talk about, husband and wife own a, own a bar or a restaurant together, or family. You know, it's a family dynamic. Maybe it's parents and a kid, or, you know, kids and uncles. And so that it very rarely, I mean, there have been a couple, but, you know, most of the time it's it's uh, it's family related. Sometimes you see ones where it's like friends opened a bar. Um, but I would say the vast majority of them, and I'm, I'm sure John Taffer would say the vast majority of people who probably apply to be on the show are husband and wife or family of some sort. And it's kind of interesting. It's been really interesting to me because these bars are failing and um, and he spends a lot of time going in to each of these bars and being more of a kind of like a, 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 a therapist, at least for the first portion of it. You know, a lot of times it's, 
I find that it's a lot. It's a lot that the wife is upset that the husband is not doing, an, you know, enough work at the bar, or vice versa. Um, so he spends a lot of time being a therapist right off the bat. So you're seeing that there's some interpersonal issues that's making them not function well. They're not communicating or they're having problems with division of labor. Is that what you're seeing? Yeah. And I think what's obviously and with with anything in owning a business, communication with with your spouse, your significant other, communication is probably the most important thing of all of them. You know, communication is important in business and in general. But when you work with your your husband or your wife or your partner in a business, it kind of needs to be amplified, don't you think? Right. So what happens when you're at work and you're not getting along and there's strife and you're fighting, you don't want to talk to each other when you go home? Right. It pours into it pours into your home life if it's, you know, with your children and raising your kids. And I think that we, you know, we've talked about it before where you need to be very transparent with that that person, your significant other. You need to be able to tell them what's frustrating you in a day-to-day life. Uh, when you work together. What about ego? What have you seen in terms of some of the egos? Yeah, I think it's really interesting. And you know, um, every, every business is different. Every business type is different. You know, being in the hospitality industry is different than being in the construction industry like we're in, or, you know, maybe in the retail industry. I'm sure it's all different. I think though, at the end of the day, when you're a business owner, you wear that on your shoulder. And so a lot of times you see on his show on Bar Rescue, you see a lot of the people being more about being the owner and flaunting it around their, their bar or their, than being an actual person who works in the business. They spend more time trying to prove to everybody who's a guest there that they're the owner than to actually do any work to make the place better. It's about what it looks like and not about what it is. Absolutely. So it's, it's kind of interesting. And that's usually when you see John Taffer, when he usually goes in and he meets with with the families, that's usually the first thing he kind of like nails people on is that, you know, you're too busy sitting here doing nothing and trying to show off. And, you know, a lot of times it's buy your friends drinks that come to the bar or give away food to your friends than being an owner and making money. And it's kind of funny to me, because we're business owners, and I, I know we've talked a lot before about our view on business and debt management in general. And it's kind of funny because all of these people have this immense amount of debt that hangs over their head, but yet they still do the same thing over and over again. I think it's a lot about getting stuck in that rut. They get stuck in that same thing and they don't know how to get out of it. So what would you say the first thing to getting out of it would be if you're in a if there's you're in a relationship or a partnership and you know that it's not working, what do you but you don't know how to start or you don't know what the exact issue is? You know, we can't all get on TV and have a consultant for free do it for us. So what's a recommendation of something that we could do if, say, you and I are working together and something's not working and I know it's not working? How do I get outside feedback? Well, if you're John Taffer, you you yell at the people. I mean, that's what he does. He comes in and he just yells at them and, and kind of berates them and makes them feel embarrassed. Um, you know, and I, I think that's a very reality TV way to do it. And it's kind of funny if you watch earlier episodes to episodes of now, you can see where, you know, he's changed his approach of the way he does it because now he yells at the people and he's like, you're doing terrible, you know, where in the first episodes it was more of a conversation I think that if it's you and you don't have the ability to have a reality TV show come in 
and save your business, for lack of a better term. I think it's about, one, communicating, being honest with each other. So if one person sees, it's about stepping away and being sort of introspective in your business, taking a, taking a stepping back and taking a look at the field and seeing what's really there. And sometimes you can't do that as a business owner. Sometimes it's, I think it's nearly impossible because you only, business owners tend to have tunnel vision and they, they tend to know what they know and stay in their lane and be good at it and be successful at it. So sometimes you might need to have uh, an outside consultant, a friend, uh, a fellow business owner that you may know from a networking group or something. One of the things that I saw that, because I've watched a couple episodes with you, that consistently happens is he talks a lot about how there aren't any systems. So if you're doing the same thing every day and it's not working, how do you change that process and create a, a better system? Well, I think what he finds a lot when he goes into these these bars and restaurants is that they don't have systems or the systems have been uh, developed by employees just doing it the way that they know to do it. And it hasn't, they haven't been managed, they haven't been directed, and they haven't been sort of taught. And you and I have talked before about when we came into the business that we now run, that was your family's business prior to us, there were really no systems. The systems were all in your father's head. And I think what Taffer does on that show and what we've done with our company is we've taken those systems, we've taken those things that we need to do and put them down on paper. And this is how the trash is supposed to be taken out every day at work. And I feel like once you have it written down on paper, then you can look at it more objectively and say, well, why do we go all the way around the building when we could go the shorter way and be more efficient, you know, when you take when you write it down and you take a step back and then evaluate it. Well, and I think when you're developing systems, you have to remember, like we talk, we have an SOP manual, uh, a standard operating procedure manual for our company. And we talk about it all the time with our employees that it's a living, breathing document. It It's going to change. You're going to come up with something. We're going to come up with something. Something's going to happen with a project or in the office that's going to change it. And we need to be able to understand that and look at that document and change it. But you have to have something. You can't have nothing. I find that also um, lack of utilizing available technology is a problem, um, both with the companies that we're seeing on the show, but also we were just talking in our mastermind group. Um, one of the guys was asking how we can hold people more accountable. And it, it, the way he was talking, you know, he's talking about things not getting ordered on time. And the first thing you and I thought, well, was he doesn't have a system. He doesn't have a checklist. If things are consistently not being done when they're supposed to be. And one of the things we did is we found a software that we could de- build templates. So I'm constantly updating the template so that things don't fall through the cracks next time. Well, and I think what you you find out, and this is in any industry now, and there's software for everything. Like there is, somebody has come up with a solution to fix whatever your problem is. Now, not all of them are great. Not all of them, you know, are functional 100% for you. But there's something out there to either manage your, your employees, to manage your time, to manage your projects, whatever it needs to be. And and most of the time now, you know, it doesn't take that much research to find that. And I think that sharing what your challenge is with other people, either in your industry or other business friends, is really valuable. We found one of our greatest um 
time tracking things by just happening to mention to a friend that, oh, I wish there was a program that did this. And he goes, oh, have you looked at exact time? And it revolutionized how much time I had to spend managing our payroll. And we can see where people are. They can put in notes, you know, and it was a offhanded remark that really helped move our business forward. Now, you've watched a couple episodes of this Bar Rescue with me. You are, uh, and I'll put this lightly, you were definitely not a fan of reality television. No. No, You've never really liked reality television. And I like it sometimes because it's a turn your brain off kind of of TV. But what what has hit you the most when watching the couple episodes that you've watched with me? I think the lack of communication and the lack of apparent respect for the couples that one person thinks that they are the almighty being. And I think this kind of goes back to one of the episodes we talked about where, oh, isn't it cute you work in your husband's business? You can just see the stress on some of these people's faces. And one of the things that the host of the show does is he makes them sit down and talk to each other. And by then, everybody's crying. Right. I've seen a common theme that actually is exactly what you said, which is there's a lot of instances where the husband owns the business, you know, in big air quotes. I did big air quotes there. I know it's radio. I the husband owns the business, but he's sitting at the bar or sitting at the table with his buddies while the wife is doing all the work. She's behind the bar. She's deliver, serving the food, whatever it is. And it's 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 interesting to me that even in today's, you know, world that that's still that continues to be a problem where it's his business all the come come to my bar come to my restaurant but they're not working as partners and that and and taffer points that out a lot he's like you guys are partners you guys are working together and this is your family and this is your family's money this is your family's future and i think that people you know like you said earlier with the ego thing i think a lot of times Ego plays a big role in that. And I feel like you see the staff is really behind that one person who's working hard and they're there for them. Um, But as staff members, they don't have the training or the ability to affect change. Well, and I think that the other thing, yeah, that's also interesting because you see a lot of the staff members just on their heels and don't, they get fearful of who they should talk to because- partner one is doing all the work while partner two is sitting at the table, but they're both owners and one of them thinks they're the more owner. And that, and that really sort of binds up their employees on how to make action and change things. Now, I know some of our team members come to you or they come to me. I think that that is a personal um, dynamic difference, but I don't think that I would hope that none of them are afraid to come talk to either of us. I I don't, and I think, I agree. And I think that it's also the, for you and I, it's what we try to put out to our employees that we're both, our door's always open. We, you can always come in, talk with us, whatever it's about. We're, we're here for you. I think if you own a business where there's that much strife between you and your significant other, who's also your business partner, it doesn't make the employee feel like that's an available option for them. Right. And I feel I always try to to say to our team, what suggestions do you have? What, you know, what what do you think we should be doing? I try to verbalize that because I can't just assume that they're going to come to me. And I know that they're leaving our meeting and going, well, if I own this business, I would X, Y, Z. And I want them to tell that, tell me that. Be, we may not do that, 
but if you you might have a better idea. My ego was not so big to think that I am the end all be all. Now let's talk a little bit about, and this is more for you and I than anything else. So we now we now work in an office uh, where we have three or four or five sometimes other employees in the office with us at a time. Uh, most of our employees are out on projects and individual projects working, but uh, we, we we usually have at least four in the office at any given time. And I watch this show and I'm amazed at how many times the husband and wife or the sons and the parents fight in front of their employees. And how do we kind of handle that? There are definitely times where you and I have a disagreement. We're not, we're not infallible. And so we'll have a disagreement in the office. How, how have you and I kind of there? I, and I think there are times where we're bad at it and times where we're good at it. Yeah. When we, when we have our little tiffs. I think there are times that we get snippy. I get snippy with each other. Um, typically when we're doing a production meeting and one of my role in the production meeting is to check the to-do lists. And I think that that's when we, in front of people, we see our most, um, snippiness because something is isn't done that should have been done um we've never fought in front of our staff i mean i wouldn't do that in the office i would that's definitely something i would save till home but you aren't and i aren't yellers and fighters to begin with well i think a lot of times um what we try to do when we start to have a disagreement in the office place is to catch ourselves and realize that this is a spot where even though we both are the decision makers in the business that we need to pull ourselves away from it. If it's go into our office and shut the door, if it's wait until we get home and have a discussion about it where it's just you and I. And I think that there are times where if you argue or you fight in front of your employees, it does give off that aura of, you know, disrespect, not only me disrespecting you or vice versa, but like the disrespect for the employees and the space that it's supposed to be. Work is supposed to be a safe space. You're not supposed to come in and be fearful of your life, either physically or emotionally because of the way people act in it. And I think that that's, you know, sort of one of those things that you you see on the show sometimes is that people tend to fight and yell and push and get angry at each other. And I know it's reality television show and a lot of it's done because it makes for good TV and there's cameras there, but it's also a point being that there are times where I think you need to understand that it makes your employees feel uncomfortable if you're arguing in front of them. Yeah. You don't want to be a trigger for anything and it's bad leadership. Um, I would say, I don't think that we've ever yelled and screamed in the office. I think that we may have had emotional discussions, but I would never do that in front of my employees. Um, I just think that that's, it sets a bad precedent. You don't want them to do it in front of you. So how do you feel that I've been watching so much uh, reality television shows? How do I feel? How do you feel about me watching that much? A lot of Bar Rescue lately. There's some great business books out there. Um, I'm I'm listening to the audiobook of Verbal Judo right now. I'm working through a book called More Space, More Time, More Joy by Lisa Dooley right now. Um, one of the things that John talks about is that your workspace has to be functional, that, you know, if you're going to be working at a bar, you're going to be working at a desk, it needs to be organized with what you need and nothing more than what you need. Um, And so one of the things of working, reading through Lisa's book is kind of looking at the workspace and, you know, do you have a spot for what you're working on? And 
when you're done with what you're working on, can you put it away and off to the sides? Because clutter makes stress and you don't want to be more stressed than you have to be. Yeah, and that goes back to having those those systems being organized. And once you got it organized, keeping it that way, staying on top of it, not giving up. Um, I'll, I'll say, going back to talking about me and reality television show, I think I've realized something about, about the type of reality television show. So this is a you know complete open book right here. Honesty, that might be just a bit embarrassing for myself. But I've gotten into the watching The Bar Rescue. Another, another show that I like to watch that's reality television show is a show called Below Deck, which is on E! And this show, <laughs> you're shaking your head. They all stress me out. They all, I know they are. You hate watching them, but it's so interesting <laughs> because again, it's another, it's another business operations kind of show though. With below deck, where they're, you know, they're it's a it's a chartered yacht and people. It's about customer service. Uh, it's, I think that that's what I gravitate towards more. And it goes back to even the olden days. I mean, your father and I, which is hilarious because it used to, we used to say it paralleled our lives in some ways. Your father and I used to watch American Choppers all the time together with the Tuttle family over in New York. And so I think it's interesting. Sometimes, even though I think reality TV can be extremely um, vapid and a waste of brain cells. I'll give you that. I think that you can find tidbits in it if if you're looking for the right things. Okay, so what have you learned? What's your takeaway from them then? With the shows that I, with a show like Bar Rescue, which is more about taking a business and making it better. So the other shows, you know, if you look at American Choppers and you look at Below Deck and you look at some of those other types of shows, those are just more the sensationalizing the the relationships between the people who work in that business and work in that and work in that environment. I, I think with the show that John Taffer has, that it's more interesting to watch it because he's more coming in and he starts it off as a relationship coach or a personal coach that tells you, you need to do better. You need to work harder. You need to be better at what you do. You can do it. And then it morphs itself into here are the things that you need to do. Here's the systems. And then obviously there's the flashiness of here's your brand new free bar that you get. But I think his show is much more about uh, improving. And if it's not only on the relationship side, but also in the business operations side of things. So one of the things that I would say that is a takeaway um, from the ones I've been watching is define your job ownership. If you're a partner, um, who does what? Who, if using the bar as an example, who is the bar manager? Who is the front house manager? And what are your job descriptions? Start with you as the owners, and then everybody else who works for you. What we've done in the past is we have our organizational chart and we have post-it notes on it. So we move, the person moves around, but the job role is always there. So like our production manager has moved up from a carpenter, but the it's not, it's not a mark description. It's a job description. I think the other thing that you definitely should start doing is looking at systems in your business and starting to work on, you know, putting together an SOP manual, write down those systems. And I know we've said it before, but start with the most innocuous, easy thing, answering the phone, taking the trash out, everyday things that you have to do in your business. Well, you and I have been working from home and the internet went out and I said to the women in the office, I said, well, go to the manual and see if there's an SOP for how to reset the internet. There's not. So that's something we need to add to our manual because typically you're there and you do it. But if you're not going to be there, what steps do they need to do? And I'd say 
finally, another action item is maybe watch a couple episodes of Bar Rescue. It's interesting. You know, if you can tolerate reality television, I think it's interesting to watch. Okay. <laughs> you know, he he's, he, I think that deep down when you peel back the onion and all of the TV-ness of it, I think there's some good things in there that can help you think about your business and think about your relationship with your spouse or significant other, or maybe your parents or whatever it is that you work with in your business. Well, and I think it is interesting because we talk about, well, together on the episodes we've watched, what we would do if that was our situation. Right. Exactly. So, Uh, appreciate everybody listening this week. Thanks for joining us. Please like and subscribe and follow us on social media. Uh, You can find us on Facebook. Just search Married with a Business. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at BizMarried. And remember, we hope that you continue to work on both your business and your marriage. Remember, we're married with a business. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. 